from tdjacobs.com. Uh, this mp3 uh, for SoundCloud is titled A Very Tiger Iron Day. And uh, just today was all about Tiger Iron. And so I wanted to, to do a, a, an update about some things that are happening and going on and kind of give you uh, three little three little uh, modules about, about uh, the Tiger Iron stuff. Um, the, I, I'm, I'm an evolutionary astrologer and a medium and a channel and an energy worker. And I do a lot with energetically charged stones or crystals if you don't know about that side of my work um a lot of videos and mp3s uh, lately um about that because i i need to i need to teach about this energetic interruption i can tell you stuff with astrology i can give you affirmations i can look at your chart and tell you all kinds of things and and i can help you do meditative stuff but it's incredibly important that you have an energetic interruption a disruptor to the normal status quo. So, so these energetically charged stones and crystals are how I've been doing that. Um, so, tiger iron is is the basic one that I offer. Basic meaning it's kind of a really important stone to get the the foundation of the lower three chakras in order. Chakras one, two, and three: the root, the second, and the third, or the root, sacral, and solar plexus. Um, and I'm going to explain a little bit about why it's so important. I, there are other audio things th about this, but um, but I just had such a good day with Tiger, and I want to, uh, you know, at the risk of repeating some things, I want to go into that. Uh, first, I'll just do a little update. Um, if you have been part of this SoundCloud deal for a while, at least subscribe to what I'm doing, uh, you've noticed that I haven't done new audio in a few months, or at least not very much of it. And the reason is, um, after my progressed son entered Capricorn, which is a once-in-a-lifetime deal. Every 30 years, the progressed sun changes signs. That was in late March, and I really um, felt the need to begin conserving energy. When your progressed sun is in Sagittarius, of course, the one before Capricorn, you might be reaching out a lot. You might be disseminating info. You might be expanding and reaching out. Um, it's a very outgoing um productive, high-energy kind of thing. And so for the last year, it's in the, you know, the, the not the penultimate, the uh, anoretic degree, the last degree of Sagittarius, and I had so much to do, and I ran myself ragged, frankly. And I knew that, and I was starting to slow down, but when the progressed sun entered Capricorn, I just really felt the need to slow down, including not talk as much, which is weird for me and foreign, and part of me over the last few months I guess maybe now it's about two and a half months, has been nervous and not wanting to sit and spend a lot of time with himself <laughs> because I'm so accustomed to producing audio, doing a radio show, doing a podcast, you know, doing things. So I've been uploading the Soul's Journey archive. And the 142 episodes took place in under three years, about 35 months. So that was a lot of effort, you know, ending... Um, under a year before that progressed, you know, I guess I start, stopped last August of 2015. Um, those three years were up. But um, I needed to rest. So I've been resting and uploading those archives. We're up to episode, I think, 26 at this point in early June. Um, but I've sat down several times to do new audio for you. I have all these ideas. I want to do karmic profiles of the presidential nomination candidate people. People. Uh, there are lots of things I, I want to do. Um and when I sit down to do it, when I get to that place where I say, hey, it's Tom from tdjacobs.com, I'm like, oh, my God, really? Are you just, oh, my God, just give it up. Be quiet. 
just take some time off. And so, so I almost said at the beginning of this one, hey, it's my name from mysite.com, because every time I get to that place, it just feels inauthentic. I just need to rest and be quiet. So anyway, a lot of internal processing of different things. Uh, as, as you may know, I help people deal with emotional stuff, and there are periodic times when I have to go focus on my own, and I have to relax and have an inward time. And so I've been having one the last uh, few weeks uh, with that with that as well. And the, the brief update on that is I, I went to Colorado in April, and I got um, – I think it was April, yeah, and I got Laramar, uh, which I'm holding, but you can't see because there's no video, and it's this blue stone from the Dominican Republic, and it's pectolite, but it's blue, which is rare. Pectolite is not rare, but blue, and then also sometimes it's, it's a little greenish, it's rare, and it's a wonderful fifth chakra stone, it's very extremely high vibrating, and I went to go buy it because I, I had bought nine little slabs in February at the gem show here in Tucson, which is the biggest uh, gem show extravaganza on the planet. And I got nine slabs. Three of them couldn't work up. I worked up six, meaning I cut and polished them. And um, it was fabulous and amazing. And I had so many great experiences. I wanted to get more. So I called the guy. He happens to live outside Denver. And I went to Denver for vacation and also for um, to get these stones. And got them. And then started working with them, came home and started polishing them in the garage. And stuff came up, and it was really intense. And so I had to put them down and go back to Oralite 23 and um, work with Oralite 23, another high vibrating stone, to connect with the higher self and to kind of get beyond negativity so I could process those things. And anyway, so it's just been this saga of like it's internal processing of this really old stuff, blah, blah, blah. And so every time I sit down, I'm like, oh, my God, stop talking. Every time I turn on the mic, I'm like, uh, it's been easier to do video, actually, um, because I have a purpose. Uh, I'm not, you know, the, doing this thing right here feels like I'm on the radio show, which was like three years of really kind of exhausting work, coming up with a new, basically, lecture every week. Um, as you'll hear in the archives that are going up on here on SoundCloud, um, when I opened it up for caller questions, almost nobody called in. Almost never did anyone never call ever something like that and that was really frustrating to me so i was lecturing non-stop basically for like three years unless i had a guest on whatever so um but that was like a lot of work to deal with the people to find the right people to deal with them to instruct ah, whatever it was just like exhausting so um when a video i i'm i can see myself on the screen and that motivates me to be as succinct as possible so that's one of the reasons why video is uh, whatever you're getting this lecture on my my internal process. Okay, a very tiger iron day. So on my website for a couple of months, the the tiger irons have been dwindling <laughs> because people have been buying them, and then I mark them as sold or I get rid of the picture in the listing, and then we got down to like I think four, <laughs> and I had finished uh, cutting and polishing about a dozen, and then I had. Um, maybe maybe 10, and then I had four of them that were on my desk that just didn't make it into getting charged in other rounds over the last couple of years, last two and a half years. So um, I, I got them all together and charged them today, um, which I'm going to talk about in the last section. But anyway, so, so um, it was a, a, a fantastic day to reconnect with those. But Tiger Run, I want to tell you the basics, and then I want to tell you about what happened today in the intuitive skills class about it. Um, 
So, so the idea is with the lower three chakras, first chakra is about community, family, clan, heritage, ancestry, family, family, family. Do I feel safe? Is life supportive? Can I make it on my own? Will I survive? The, the kind of that. And a lot of unconscious fears come up in the root chakra. Second chakra, saying yes and no. Boundaries, relationships, creativity, sexuality, giving and receiving to a large degree. Some some receiving and giving is also in the fourth chakra, uh, the heart. But, but a lot of it happens interpersonally in the second chakra. And then the third chakra, just a brief overview, is self-esteem and how you feel about yourself. What self-image is in play? And what what fuel are you burning? You know, are you uh, doggedly defining yourself in terms of some mistake in the past or what others tell you you should judge yourself for or whatever? You know, or, 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 or is your self-image positive? Do you like yourself? That's in the third chakra. Do I make the right choices? Do I trust my gut instinct? Do I trust my body? Uh, you know, and, and am I willing to make the right choices at the right times? Do I feel strong? So the lower three chakras cover all those areas. And it's, a, you know, three out of the seven chakras. It's quite a lot of stuff in your life can be filed under one of those three chakras. So if you are not in those chakras intentionally, then you're not grounded. Not being grounded means being confused, being flaky, being hesitant, letting fear run your life. Not being grounded means uh, not knowing who you are, what to do, can you say no, do I like myself, no, I'm judging myself, I'd rather be stuck on my head than feel the stuff that's stored on my body. So, so essentially, it's very easy to tell when someone is grounded when someone isn't. A huge part of my job is to teach people how to get grounded, and the Tiger Iron is the main tool for that. Actually, the Archives of the Soul's Journey are going up uh, now, and as I said, I'm on episode 26, but months ago I uploaded, I think it's episode 139 or 137, and it's Grounding with Tiger Iron, and I go into much more detail about the basics of this, and that's out of order, so you can hear that now. You don't have to wait you know, months to get to 137, uh, and I encourage you to do that, but that's the overview. So in Intuitive Skills Development class, uh, the first level, which, which I, I teach several times a year, and it's basically, um, you know, how can I get in touch with my intuition? Well, what are you afraid of? Because intuition, guides, angels, masters, they operate on frequencies of love. If you are run by fears, doubts, regret, shame, guilt, if you are running your life because of how other people told you you should run it, if you are afraid about money, if you are afraid about love, if you're lonely, you know, it, you know all those things are lower chakra things. And if you're not confident, whatever. So, so working through those things enables you to see how to operate intentionally on frequencies of love. Intuition naturally relaxes. You feel connected to spirit guides, blah, blah, blah. There's this whole process. So people take the class. Some of them know what they're getting into. Some of them say, um, I want to get, I want to trust my intuition more. And they're, and I, I know we're actually midway through this class. I'm going to write my students and say, you know, just, you know, here's the, the prize. Keep your eyes on the prize because you're doing it right. But yeah, we dredge through the emotional gutter and then we heal stuff. So um, in the class today, it was third chakra week. And I love that week because I can explain how to tie together the first, second and third chakras, which is all about this foundation 
this this thing that the Ascended Master I work with, Jehudi, also known as Thoth, Saint Germain, and Merlin, um, says this foundation has to be in place. It's a pyramid, so that the rest of the life can rest on top of it. You know, self confidence, feeling safe, meeting security needs, saying yes and no, being self respecting, taking care of yourself, all those things. So I was really excited to, to explain to my five students today um, how to tie it all together. You know, that now that you've worked through your own, you know, you've become aware at least of your major blocks and knots and bruises in the first, third, first, second, and third chakras. Now you can see that they all function together and we really have to nurture and tend all three in order to proceed. So I was able to explain that picture. I was happy about it. Required for the course is tiger iron. So they each have experienced this vibration that's in the stone. It's a Ascended Master Jehudi's vibration that I put into the stone, which activates it and activates their lower three chakras. So they'll start to have dreams or memories or doubts will arise, or fears, or self-confidence issues, or regrets, shame, guilt, etc. So I was able to tell that story. So I had, I was having a great day already with the tiger iron, and then I, re I realized um, I had all these stones to charge, and I really wanted to charge them. Um, oh nope, sorry, that's number three. Part two is one of my students, Peter, wrote me a couple days ago and asked me. He said last week we talked about saying yes and no and you know in the second chakra was last week he said you said we don't need protection but here are all these you know psychic schools and groups i've been part of that always teach that you need protection can you elaborate upon that and i said yeah of course so i did it a little in class but then i wanted to address it here in a louder longer way um it's about victimization this this not knowing if you're safe not knowing, you know, we we know or we fear that we can't control what happens to us. That puts us into a fear mode. So my thing is, look at everything that's happened to you in your life, and this is great first chakra healing, and decide that it's there for a reason, that reason is good, it's for your growth. If somebody made you not feel safe, it's so you grow up or you advance in your own process, to decide that you're safe. If somebody didn't support you, it's so you become supportive of yourself. If somebody didn't respect you, it's so you could choose to respect yourself. This is how the soul sees everything you've ever experienced. If you do that, then you can see how, to, how you can easily step into the driver's seat of your life. I've been creating this all along. I've been co-creating this in the conspiracy of love between souls. Everything that's happened to me has happened for a reason. But we're living in a culture that that, that teaches victimization. Who, who knows what's going to happen? Oh, you're a channel? Somebody actually asked me when I was in Denver. Oh, you're a channel? Uh, how do you know who's going to come through? How do you know how to protect yourself? And I was like, oh, no, 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 don't need protection, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, I, and I told this guy what I'm, you know, what I'm, what I'm going to explain to you about protection and not needing protection. But I get it all the time, and I'm a psychic medium. Sometimes I work with the spirits of the dead, and I've worked with some doozies. I've worked with some really angry, nasty people, including some, uh, the best way to describe them is an off-world chaos committee that humans can align with and do terrible, terrible things. I've done all kinds of crazy shit in that world. 
I don't do it so much these days, but I got my crash course <laughs> a number of years ago. Um, I'm, staying, I'm stopping myself from talking about some things I don't often talk about. So uh, I will save that for another time or to be released after my death, whatever. Okay. So um, I don't need protection because A, root chakra affirmation, I know I'm safe because I've decided that I'm safe. You are a portion of divine consciousness. Your decisions are divine law. That's what's actually happening here. But for most of your life, like that's what's happening on this plane. That's why you're here. Human is here, but is a soul, is divine consciousness, a portion of divine consciousness. That's what your soul is. So you are here to learn how to make choices, to express free will, and ultimately to go from choices based in fear I'm alone, I don't know if I'm going to make it, I don't know if I'm loved or if I'm lovable, into love. From fear into faith, fear into love. From disconnection and mistrust into connection and trust. That's why your, your soul is bothering to have you live here. To go from fear into love and making choices. First based in fear, I seem separate, I feel alone, I'm not sure if there's enough love or money or whatever, into love and faith. So if I know I'm safe, root chakra affirmation, if I accept that everything that's happened to me has been part of the conspiracy to push me into evolution and growth, chakra two, if I know with absolute certainty that I can at any time, at will, say yes please when I like something, when I want it and need it, and I can say no thank you when I don't want it and don't need it if it's bad for me. Number three, and if, in the third chakra, I decide all of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care, if I decide I alone define who I am, and I look at the things I don't like about myself, and I look at the things I like about myself, I accept all of them, and I love myself anyway. When those three conditionals are in place, right, if I decide I'm safe, if I know I can say yes and no, and if I respect myself, I don't need protection because it doesn't matter what comes to me. Anything could come to me. And I'm working from those three places as a solid foundation. If you think you need protection, you are putting out the vibration. You are announcing, I don't think I'm safe. I don't know if I can say yes and no. I don't think I'm a powerful divine being. I don't think that what I say is divine fucking law. I'm saying I may be at the mercy of whatever happens. And that, people, is simply not true from your soul's perspective. That is not the position of all that is, of goddess god energy, divine consciousness, divine intelligence, all that is which is your soul. So are you going to be disempowered or empowered? Are you going to look at everything that's hurt you and say, yep, part of me co-created that not to be down on myself, not to criticize myself later, not to regret it or think I'm an awful person because I created pain, not to think I'm not responsible or I messed up so therefore I'm suffering. No. To learn to go from fear into love to learn to make choices, to go step by step, 
to exercise free will, to start with the orientation of separateness, I don't know if there's enough, I don't know if I'm safe, which every human starts in, the goal of soul, of goddess and God, which is you, is to realize while in human form, as you, how to make choices from a better place. Let me assume we're all connected. Let me assume you want me to be happy, and I want you to be happy. Let's figure out a way to work together and overcome differences, overcome fear, overcome pain in the past. You look like the kind of person who hurt me. You sound just like my mom who was a jerk, whatever. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever it is, let's overcome that. That is what soul is trying to get you to do. Not so that everything is happy, fluffy clouds, rainbows, uh, unicorns riding leprechauns across vast fields of rainbows and it's gorgeous and happy and everyone's got like the favorite lollipop flavor. Not that. Not some, you know, wish list, pie in the sky, holding hands around the campfire, kumbaya stuff. No. The point is to evolve consciousness to learn about all aspects of human behavior and go from every bit of fear or any corner of fear into an acceptance, compassion, faith, and love. So bad things happen, yes. What power do you give to those things? This is what the tiger iron will do. And this conversation about protection, I, I told my students, including Peter, I wanted to do a another uh, audio thing on this because it, it deserves much more attention than I had time for in class today. And it's so important for so many people because if you protect yourself, A, you're, you're broadcasting, I might be a victim. I don't know what's going to happen to me. I'm, you know, maybe I should be afraid. Should I be afraid? That's one thing. The other thing that's happening is you are closing yourself off from what might want to come to you that is awesome. That's two. Number three, when you close down, even if it's temporary, what in you needs processing and release is stuck. So not only can people not get through to you, but you might be recirculating bad air, unhappy air, the air of suffering. <laughs> you know, like think about being in the plane, you turn the little air thing on, it's like, oh my God, the recirculated air. Uh, you know, the little like nub in the nozzle thing, you know, with the air. You're, you're doing that with your own emotional garbage if you shut down. So, instead, decide that you're safe. Decide in this moment. Here, I'm going to give you the affirmations. We do it all the time in class. And I, I, I share them sometimes elsewhere, but I'm going to give them to you now. Root chakra. In this moment, everything is fine, and I am safe. Second, oh, and the, second, uh, the next one for root, root or first chakra is, I'm willing to see all that has been in my life is support. It's here for a reason, to help me grow. Second chakra, I have the right to say yes please and no thank you when appropriate. Also for the second chakra, I'm willing to receive reflection from others, but I'm willing to read between the lines sometimes, because we can't take it all literally. Like if everybody says to you, you're an idiot, it's probably because part of you believes you might be an idiot as opposed to you actually being an idiot. So we have to sort through things. 
willing to hear what they say about me and to me and how they see me, but let me kind of figure out what's really happening. Third chakra, all of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. And the other one, I alone define who I am. So you decide those things. I'm safe. I can say yes and no. I like myself or I'm willing to respect myself. All my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. Then no matter what comes to you, you can say yes or no. And you know you're not going to get, you know, weirdly seduced by something illusory because you're in your body. That's part of this. Your body is the site of gut instinct. And equal, more important than developing intuition is connecting intuition to gut instinct, which is grounding mind into body. I talked about that in a Labradorite video last month on YouTube because Labradorite was a featured stone last month, the charged Labradorite. And the way I charge them balances left and right mind, which is incredibly important, and then grounds, connects mind to the body, to the gut instinct. So you have intuition and gut instinct working in concert. It's incredibly important. It's not just about your brain. Your brain wants to know more. Your brain might like to be intuitive, doesn't know how to trust intuitive information because it can be non-logical, non-cause and effect. Vibrational reality does not conform to the logic of your mind. Like if everyone says to you, you're an idiot, your brain will say, well, clearly, I'm an idiot or they're all wrong, but they're actually vibrationally manifesting or reflecting to you that part of you thinks you're an idiot or fears that you might be. But grounding that, that, that mind, left and right brain in balance, to the third chakra, right? And anything connected to the third, second, or first grounds it. So your mind's tactics are all about fear. So you do those affirmations daily. You start to come out of fear. You start to connect with what fear your brain generates. And you... I love you, but you probably think your mind is you because it has convinced you to be on edge, to protect yourself, to defend yourself, to try not to make a mistake and make a mess of everything and to make that stupid mistake again and to, oh, get yourself in that position and then waste your time and then blah, blah, blah. That's what your mind does. You get in your lower three chakras, you can have your mind surrendered to your highest good. It's a lot of what this tiger is about. So if you think you need protection, you're in fear. And you'll find lots of people doing psychic, intuitive, mediumship work, and they will say, they will sound very loving. And they will tell you to protect yourself, which closes you off, which recirculates bad emotional air, and which cuts you off from receiving good things that you might have had intentions out about, and projects fear and if I guarantee you if you decide there's something you should be afraid of it will come to you sooner or later because you are a portion of divine consciousness emanating you are you are emitting divine edicts so if you decide you're not safe you will find out it's true and your mind will say See, I was right the whole time. You can't trust 
You can't relax. You can't have faith. All that said, just about everybody I encounter who's ever had any kind of intuitive training or psychic training or mediumship, blah, 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 almost every single one, I mean, no, every single one ha is in that position of having been taught they need protection. I feel very fortunate to have these perspectives from the Ascended Master, our buddy, Jehudi. Uh, by the way, if you don't know how that's spelled, it's D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. That's his Kemetic or ancient Egyptian name. It's the name he uses when he comes through me because he wants us to understand that everybody can be a channel. There's a certain relationship with the deities as, as frequencies of wisdom. They're called deities. They're gods. But it's different. People can bring the frequencies through as I do. So he wants you to understand you can actually function as a priest for a level of wisdom, which is kind of what I do, from one of these beings, an, an, an angel, a master, blah, 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 whatever. That's why he uses the Egyptian name. Instead of Thoth, the name, uh, the Greek name, or Saint Germain, a lot of people know him as Saint Germain or, or as Merlin. In my experience, they're all kind of a little different flavors of the same being. There's a ton of stuff on my site about this too, and lots of channeled MP3s and five channel books that you can check out uh, too on Amazon and Kindle. Um, so that's a protection thing. If you decide you need protection, you will create circumstances you need to protect yourself from. If you decide that things are fine, and you're doing the best you can, you're a work in progress, and you're making choices based on self-respect to build self-esteem, and you decide you're willing to say yes and no, and you'll listen to your body and respect what you feel there and respect what you need to do to take care of yourself, then you are empowered. And, I, you know, I said, if something comes to you, you can say no, but things won't come to you. Since I got this down, there is no crummy spirit that comes to me. Because I'm not vibrating. I have to defend myself. I'm vibrating I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm making choices to build self-respect. I'm going to do what I can do, and everything's fine. So I don't draw a crazy, chaotic spirits like, like I did at certain points at, But when I was learning this. I'll tell you just one story here. Or four, five, seven. <laughs> I think it's really important. I think it's really important that you understand that if you decide you're safe, you create safety. You create a vibration of safety. Part of you might right now be saying, oh, my, thank God, I, I, I wanted that to be true. I thought it might be true, but everyone's saying I'm not safe. So one experience, years ago, talking to an old uh, former girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend, and I was in Santa Monica. She was in uh, uh, New York. And it was kind of a late phone call, and I was at, uh, I can't remember what it's called. I want to say it's MacArthur Park, but it's like... Um, this strip of park that overlooks Santa Monica Beach, and I lived five blocks from that park at that point, or four blocks away from there, and uh, talked to her kind of late, didn't want to bother my roommate, because it was like, the phone was like starting at 10 or whatever, so so I went for a walk and uh, listened to the ocean over the little fancy thing, whatever, talked to, talk to my friend, um, and afterward, I was walking home, and I walked by his apartment building, and there was a, there was like a, 
a hedge, like a part of a wall and part of a hedge that kind of finished the wall. And there was somebody outside this little patio on the ground floor of this apartment building talking to himself ostensibly, raving, sounding schizophrenic. And I saw two beings kind of swirling over him, and he's talking to these beings, feeling tormented. They see me, and my light's on, like the psychic medium light is on, like my porch light's on. They're like, oh, ah, one of them follows me home. The whole way home, I'm like, oh, shit, no. You ha you can't you have to go and I'm like like here's my voice now right my voice is kind of tired today but you know here's my voice at that point it was more like the energy was wait you can't follow me right I I don't know I don't want because I wasn't confident because the energy was toxic and it was gross and the whole way home I was like you can't follow me but it was like you can't follow me uh, and the whole way home and I was like I can't I got to the gate. So this is like I'm walking four blocks, and I'm freaking out almost. I get to the gate, and I know there's no way that I can bring this into my apartment with my roommate, who's my who's my friend, and she is very not putting up with anyone's crap was her deal. She's very Aries. Aries and Taurus, actually. It's a great combo of Aries and Taurus. Aries warrior kind of thing with the sun, and then the Taurus, everything like, I, I care about what matters. I do not care about extraneous crap let's limit things to make sure things make sense and she was much more adept at a lot of energetic psychic stuff than i was at that point this is a great roommate for me to have and i was developing all this stuff i lived with her for a couple years and but i didn't know how to get rid of this being i was like you i know if i say no you can't follow me you know my little like squeaky voice <laughs> And I actually said some of those things out loud because I was really trying to muster the courage. And it was there and it felt stuck to me kind of. And I knew it wasn't going to stop and it was very kind of mischievous and kind of malicious. And then I latched onto the image of my warrior roommate. And I basically co-opted some confidence and said, if I walk through this door, and you try to come into my house, this is who you're going to meet. And I held this image that she was an ass kicker, my roommate, this woman. And it couldn't come in. There was no way that it was going to follow me. And it got the picture. So I kind of co-opted that image of her confidence. And I made that stop, and then I was free, and then I walked in and breathed this huge sigh of relief. I don't even—I don't think she was there. I didn't talk to her right away. But I went into my room and kind of chilled out and relaxed. But, but I didn't have the confidence because I wasn't really grounded yet. I didn't have tiger iron. I didn't. I had some of these meditative stuff I do, but I needed the tiger iron for years to really get into those lower chakras to decide I was safe, etc. So there's one example of when I didn't know that I was safe. And then I'll contrast that with an example of when I did know I was safe. And this was after this event happened. I was living in a different place. It was probably two, two and a half years later. And um, I got involved in a mediumship circle and I was invited to do a seance. These people there were, I think, three women, I think. Could be wrong. There could have been four. One, two, three. Could have been four. I can't remember. 
and one of them was a friend of mine and also worked where I worked at the time. And so we got connected through a third party, a coworker of mine who said, you know what, so-and-so does intuitive stuff too. Why don't you talk to her? We became friends and she was teaching mediumship through a meetup group. So she invited me to learn it and, 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 um, I kind of adapted really quickly and learned it pretty quick. And, um, and one of the experiences was one of the women in this little circle lived in a house that had spirits there. And she already knew that they were the, the victims of somebody who'd killed them. This guy who'd lived there. And I haven't looked this up. I haven't confirmed this. I don't have facts, but it happened. <laughs> so they wanted to free these female spirits, these women, like a rescue, a spirit rescue and release is what it is. It's like a little bit of counseling and helping them go into the light and let go of this plane. And this guy, the guy who killed them, the guy who had lived in the house, was bullying them and threatening them. And my job was to hold him to the side so they could, in this circle, help these spirits release. And this guy was nasty and mean and angry and vicious. But I went into that knowing that I was stronger than he was, no matter what he did or said. Because I decided that I was. I tell my clients all the time, the difference between somebody who feels confident and somebody who doesn't feel confident is making a decision. Like, why am I confident? Because I've given myself permission to be confident. <laughs> this is my divine power. Power is not about money, status, how attractive you are, how how much you can get from people, how much money you have in the bank, what houses you have, cars. That's not power. Power is knowing that you could do anything and then choosing what you do. Power, I know that I could be like that guy. I could act out all kinds of weird, violent things. I have a lot of karmic problems with anger and violence receiving and giving. I'm ashamed of it when I tap into it. Part of me is. But I know that I'm going to choose what works best for me, and I'm not going to do that. That is power. So I'm in this situation, and I don't know how nasty he is, but I know that the woman who lived there came over and gave me a, before we got started, we were just kind of hanging out uh, beforehand for like a half an hour, and she said, here, let me give you something. I didn't know what it was. And she gave me a set of keys, and it was the guy's keys. And I had a flash of what a shitty person this was. And I dropped the keys and was really mad at her because she kind of hijacked me. She kind of ambushed me. But on this, by the same token, I didn't know that I could pick up someone's energy from an object. I think it's, like, it's called psychometry. I didn't know I could do that till that moment. <laughs> so... Anyway, now I'm very careful about people's things and whatever. And if I went to a house of a murderer, a dead murderer, I would never let somebody hand me a thing again. So I, anyway, so um, when we got into that space, I had a bunch of helpers from the spirit world line up behind me and say, we're here to help you. What do you want to do? And I said, hold this guy back. And they said, okay, then that's what's happening. And they acted 
from my confidence. So just to give you those two contrasting situations, one, I didn't know I was safe. I didn't know I could say yes or no. I didn't know what it meant to respect myself and to do what felt what 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 created and maintained integrity. And in the second situation, you know, two, two and a half, three years later, I knew. I knew precisely what to do. Because I'd learned I learned a lot about these things. Okay, so that's a protection thing. You don't need protection. I don't need protection. Okay, the chaos committee. I gotta say this one thing about this chaos committee. I'm not gonna tell the whole story. Um Maybe I will someday, but um, I've told like <laughs> my girlfriend and a couple students uh, who've asked me about intuitive stuff. I, uh, anyway, um, there was a separate mediumship thing, including some of these same people, and it involved investigating a crime scene, and meaning bilocating. So we're sitting in a house in one city, and psychically traveling to the site that was chosen. That's bilocating. Remote it's not really remote viewing in the in the structured, ordered kind of sciencey military application, but it's basically remote viewing in a in a psychic way. Um and I saw the energy of this, what I call this chaos committee, as having uh, helped support and inspire this crime. And when I saw them, they were like, you. And I was like, you. And this recognition, this mutual recognition meaning I've met them in other lives. And I do things against them in other lives. And I may have some other life as an exorcist or, I don't know, shamanic ass kicker. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really care. But anyway, they saw me and they were like, you. And I was like, you. Like, we recognize each other. And one of the people in this mediumship group, the person who actually owned the house, picked up on this and decided I was evil. And so the circle had to end. Because she started like, essentially energetically like a guard dog, like starting to bark. It wasn't conscious, it wasn't grounded, it was just a reaction, and she decided that I wasn't, she wasn't safe because I wasn't trustworthy. So the circle ended, and we did not do what we intended to do, which was heal and clean up this crime scene. And where these murders had taken place, essentially. So I was like, yeah, whatever. And the circle ended, and I was kind of disappointed, but whatever. The lady who owned the house started barking, so that's fine. So I went home, and that night I had a dream. I'll never forget this. I still have the imagery in my head right now, but it no longer scares me because I know I'm safe. Um, I'm at a playground, like sitting on a bench or standing at the side, and I'm watching these two little kids, and there's a nanny. They're not my kids, they're just little kids, and they're on these little, like, those little, like, animal horsey things that's, like, on a spring. I don't know if they have these now, but I was born in 1972, so definitely when I was a kid, they, and you could, like, ride this, this spring that had, like, a horse figure or, like, a little rabbit figure or whatever on top of it. Anyway, you said, it was like a little rocking horse, but it was on a spring. I think you know what I'm saying if you've seen one. 
And if not, let's forget it. Let's just move on. And there's two little kids and this nanny with her back turned. And I was like, oh, look at the sweet little scene. Oh, look at that. And I was just kind of, my, my heart was warmed. And the two kids turned to me and they're, I'm not kidding you, their eyes were red and they were like threatening me. They like evil. I'm getting chills as I'm talking about it now because it was actually kind of really hair raising. So I wake up in a panic. This is three, I think it's 3 a.m. I wake up in a panic. Hold on one second. Shit. And I can't go back to sleep. And I'm up for like the duration. I'm up until like the day starts. And I'm just trying to calm down because I'm freaked out. And I tell my roommate about my roommate about it. It was a different roommate. It was several years later. Um, who was also much more adept at certain psychic things than I was. And she said, oh, well, after I get home from work, let's just go back to the crime scene and do what you guys were going to do. And I was like, yeah, of course, we'll do that. So we did that, and we, and we did what, we, what, what the group had intended to do, and blah, blah, blah. There's a whole story, blah, 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 blah. So at first, I was caught off guard, and then I chose to have that confidence. And um, anyway, so, so if you decide you're safe, you don't need protection. Like right now, like I was saying that, I was getting chills, like hardcore chills, like that night. Like when I woke up and I was freaking out. And part of me, when I paused, I was like, oh my God, am I inviting them to come? No, I'm not. And another part of that was one of the people who had been killed in that site used to come to me every time I thought of him. Like I have a special friendship with this dead guy. And so I was like, well, maybe he's coming. Anyway, I don't know. But um, I'm fine. I don't need to worry about that. I'm safe. So that's the thing about protection. Third part of the story. A very tiger iron day. I have these, turns out, 14 pieces of tiger iron I wanted to charge. And I and I realized about a year and a half ago, maybe maybe even two years ago, I think it was a year and a half ago, I had this image, and it became a desire to sit down with my girlfriend, charge these stones, and do energy work on her at the same time. Basically, let her kind of like invite her to tag along to receive the benefit of the energy work. And that's what I was thinking. And I just thought, oh, that would be some, that would be fun to do together. And I would love to share that that experience with somebody because it's a really beautiful thing. When I charge the tiger irons, what happens? It's a really beautiful energy. And then I'm grounded and open. And it's just nice. I want to share it with her. And also I want her to have the benefit of the energy work because it's a unique kind of energy work. I've done lots of different things for her over the years, but that's a unique uh kind of energy work when I do that because I find a specific frequency and um, and do it. So we talked about doing it last week. I wasn't in the space, uh, blah, blah, blah. Finally, so today I was like, I really need to do it today. She said, yeah, I can do it today. So we sat down and she was she was lying on the bed and I was sitting cross-legged next to the bed and the stones were on my lap on, on a tray, on a glass tray. And um, I was putting energy into them and there's also, there are two MP3s that I recorded channeled, record channeling, the first time that I charged the stones. And it's basically Judy saying to you, the listener, you know, consumer, the, the client and student, this is how to use these stones. This is how to understand the effect. This is what's happening here. This is what to do with them. 
and there are two when they're, the MP3s total almost an hour. And I use them every time I channel, so every time I charge Tiger Iron specifically. The other things I know how to find, but I want to make sure for strict quality control, since this is a stone I've sold the most of, and the one I promote and really want people to get to get grounded, get in their body, heal those lower chakra issues, I want there to be a, a, a standard. So I use the MP3, I basically play it on my phone, and the speaker's on the Tiger Iron, and I'm doing energy work. So it's getting the verbal thing, the vocal voice thing, as well as the energy from me, but that helps me find the right frequencies as well. So it's kind of like this interesting seed thing that happens, and I can ensure the qual I can ensure quality consistency. And so after, so I was doing a little energy work on her for a couple seconds here, and then I was doing on the stones, and then I felt guided to um, put the stones on her body and do the energy work on the stones while they were on her body. And so basically, from the third to the first chakra, and then a little bit on the legs and knees, and then sometimes on the feet, and I had these stones spread out. Uh, so it was actually really, um, really kind of interesting. She had a profound experience, and she felt like she got a reset, like hit the reset button. I was really happy about that. I enjoyed playing. I had such a great time, and I was able to charge these stones, but, but I kind of, the door opened quicker, and I did much more intense energy work into the stones than I than I normally do. Normally, it takes that full hour, and probably after four, you know, almost 50 minutes, I felt like they were done, but I kept going, um, because normally I pulse energy every minute or two, and for the first 20, 30 minutes, I was just pulsing energy constantly, almost every exhale, into the stones and into my girlfriend. And so, um, so it's really, really kind of a beautiful thing. And she was all blissed out and put a picture on Facebook, uh, which, you know, she looks very happy and peaceful and contented. Um, it was a fantastic experience. Um, and I was just high. I was just high afterward. I was so happy because I got to experiment and, and play with this, uh, play with this process and also charge those stones and get them up on my site. So now, now there are 14 new tiger irons up on the site, uh, updated and, so that was a very Tiger Iron day. It's a fantastic, a fantastic day. Um, as I said, this is the stone I recommend for everybody. You know, if you look through my site and you're drawn to something else and, and legitimately feel drawn to something else, then, then do that. But I want you to make sure that you are in your body and that you are in your lower chakras and that you are developing an empowered spiritual perspective on root second and third chakra issues before you do something like see jasper and oralite 23 or soon laramar these three high vibrating stones that i offer um, i want you to be able to see what happened to you in your family as a child and your community and your culture and religion if you have one as supportive i want you to see your relationships over time as showing you more about how you can be a better version of yourself. And I want you to see all of your choices as evidence that you're a work in progress learning how to make choices from fear into love. So you can get any stone you want, but I want to be really clear about how important it is to work on those lower chakras. Most people are taught, just like with the protection idea, something that God bless everybody, but it's misunderstood. Most people are also taught that spiritual work is in the upper chakras, from the heart on up, 
or maybe even just in the sixth and seventh. Uh, you know, the uh, third eye and the crown. And if you do that and you're not grounded, you'll have unconscious blind spots that derail your life. You'll have self-doubt uh, and regret and shame and guilt that you, that you may unconsciously find yourself sabotaging yourself with or inspired by. And you'll have relationship issues where you're not clear about what you expect or what need you need met or why this won't work. You know, all these different things in the lower chakras. You won't be able to be grateful to your family for being the karmic incubator for your soul's growth in this chapter of your life. You know, um, so it's incredibly important to be in these lower chakras and decide you don't need protection. So, you know, regarding the intuitive skills development class, this can help, this does help people. Uh, five or six at a time, I, and I teach it several times a year. The free intro MP3, which is about an hour, explaining uh, explaining symbolic sight and some of the goals for the class, that's free on SoundCloud. So you should check that out and then keep in touch with me, and I'll, I'll offer another round soon. Um, a tour of your chakras to help you alter your relationship with your fear and your karma and your pain and move things out and learn a bunch of energetic and uh, intentional meditative techniques to change how, how you vibrate and to see how your soul has set your life up. It's incredibly important for empowerment. Again, power is knowing yourself, absolutely unflinchingly knowing yourself and absolutely unflinchingly accepting yourself. That's what power is. I could be like that serial killer. I could, I totally could. Part of me is that depressed and angry and raging. I don't need to. I, I make the choices that work best for me. So I'm not in danger of that. I know. And that knowing myself and accepting my potentials, but then making the choices that work best, that is power. That is strength. So yes, it was a very tiger iron day. Uh, thank you for your time and energy. And uh, feel free to be in touch, Tom at tdjacobs.com, if you have questions or comments. Um, especially if you have questions or comments about the tiger iron. If you want any advice on what crystal might be best or what energy interruption uh, you might need to stop sabotage or pain or fear or surrendering to fear or whatever, uh, definitely be in touch. I'm happy to answer questions and help guide you to the right kind of solutions. Again, that's all through tdjacobs.com. I email tom at tdjacobs.com. Thanks again, and take care.